Welcome to Not Another Magic Pod. And welcome back to Not Another Magic Pod, Season 2, Episode 1, with me, Josh, and my boy, Devante. Um, hope you guys missed us. Uh, we're back in full in action, full time, just finished the game. Um, Devante, I don't know what you want to say about the game. Um, there's not much to say. <laughs> it was a preseason game, so it's kind of what you expect. It's a little disappointing, but... Man, we were so excited to record before the game started. It was like, okay, let's wait till Paolo drops 30. Bowl's going to get 10 blocks, 10 assists. And then midway through the first quarter, we was like, you still want to record? <laughs> yeah, it's disappointing, the outcome. And there weren't many positives throughout the game, but... It is what it is. It's preseason, so you can't really take it for much more than that. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I mean, I don't know how much stock you want to take into them not practicing for two days because of the hurricane. Some of our core pieces are out. Fultz is injured. Wagner is rested. That We didn't even know he was going to rest until today. Um, but yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. There, <laughs> I guess we'll get into it, but there's some some cons that I want to get into and some pros as well. Um, what stuck out? Let's start off with the good. Let's start off with love. What stuck out to you in a good way of this game? Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's a tough one. I mean, no one really. Sorry, (laughs) that's how I'm so. You about to cry? (laughs) Yes, I'm so sad about this game. But no, um, I can't really say anyone stood out positively. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Like, if anything, I was more disappointed in everyone than, like, I wasn't really impressed by anybody. I didn't see much improvement from anyone. I felt like I saw some aggression from Chuma. Oh. Like, ever since he changed his name, he's not, like, he's not the same. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> no, nah, man, I, I, I'll start off with some love. I think RJ played a good game. His decision-making uh-huh. was way better. He didn't turn the ball over 50 times like he's accustomed to. He knocked down some shots. It's, it's a game. I, I, I started off the day by saying I think RJ would start instead of Suggs. I thought Suggs would try to would kind of come in on the second unit and kind of lead them. Um, because I knew we didn't have really any guards to do any playmaking in the, uh, off the bench. But RJ did a good job at that. You don't, you don't agree RJ didn't do good to you? Overall, I guess you could say he had more positives than negatives, but he still had those same RJ mistakes that make you not want to play him, <laughs> which I feel like those outweigh the good. Like, he'll do three good things, but that one bad thing, it's like, why is he, why is he in the court? Why is he, why is he? <laughs> like when he, uh, it was two seconds left and he fouled the guy after the free throw. I think it was the end of the third the quarter. The third, yeah, yeah, he fouled him in the corner. Yeah, I mean, he knew he, would, he did something dumb because he was like, he said the F word, curse for him, but... Um, I mean, he did have the highest plus plus minus on the team this game. How much did he have? He was plus nine. Okay. Six for 11 from the field isn't bad. So let's seven, see. Assists, seven assists to his one turnover is actually really good. L- look at this starting lineup. Look at The starting lineup was Ban- Bancaro, negative 18, plus minus. Wendell Carter Jr., negative 18, plus minus. Bamba, negative 23, plus minus. Cole Anthony, negative 18. Suggs, negative 20. So that starting unit, every time they stepped on the court together, it seemed like we were doomed almost. Well, if you look at it, four turnovers, four turnovers, two turnovers, three turnovers, five turnovers. Who had five? Suggs? Suggs had five. 
Man, I thought his ball handling was going to get tighter this summer, but it looks like it's still loose, still making those boneheaded mistakes. I mean, I hope it's just one game. I hope it's just rust. Um, I hope he's still just trying to get healthy. But if anything is, if tonight was anything of an indication of what's to come in the future, it's kind of worrisome for me. I don't see any progression from last season. Like, he still turns the ball over when he drives. He still turns the ball over on the perimeter trying to make plays. His shot doesn't look any like there's any improvement. The only thing that he really brings is his hustle, like that grit. Defense. Yeah, I mean, and you love players who hustle, but you need to have some type of skill to accompany that. Like You can't just be diving on the floor all the time and not yeah. have any type of basketball skill. Not saying he doesn't have any skill. It's just not refined. True, true. And other than RJ, I will say T. Ross looked like the old T. Ross. Yeah. Came, came in hooping. Let's see what he ended with. He ended with 12 points. He, like, if you remember last season, he looked like he didn't want to be here. Yeah, they he interviewed him after yeah. games, and he he could not care less about doing those interviews. Until he saw the practice facility, and he was like, <laughs> oh, maybe I can do Twitch from here. But you could tell just by this game, like, the, his enthusiasm, his energy. He was on the court with four other guys under the age of 23, probably. And yeah. he had the most energy. He had the most, like, yeah. spark. So that was good to see because from what we saw last season from him where he shot, what they say, 29% from three? Yeah. Like, that's a really good a good sight. Yeah, like human torches back. That's what it looked like. The but but let's, let's go through it. So Suggs, not impressed. What about Cole Anthony? I feel like every season Cole starts off slow in the preseason. Yeah. Or summer league, whichever one he's in, playing in first. But that's what Cole is. He's like a microwave. He's like, he'll... He's not a starter. No, I don't, I don't. I never thought he was. I just because he's, he's hit or miss, and someone like that, you need consistency in your starting five. You always want to start your game off on the right foot, right? So if you have someone who's up and down, you're not going to always start on the right foot. How did you feel about the triple six ten lineup of Bancaro, Bamba, Carter Jr.? Uh, it's kind of slow. It looks slow, right? It seemed a little cluttered, even though they were having Wendell and. Mo yeah. on the perimeter, but there still wasn't much room to operate. And if you're going to do that and have them on the like behind the three point line, you got to put Paolo on the block. And they weren't really doing that much, so I re- it really kind of takes away from the advantage of having all that size if you're not using it. It, it. it literally looked like they didn't know where each person should be, so it's like kind of getting to know each other, um, like where what spots who's going to be in what spots. I think that comes with playing with each other, um, but I do think. Franz in the starting lineup is going to be a is going to be a huge difference maker, of course. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that goes back to the not being able to practice. Yeah, they probably haven't run many sets. They don't know if there is a new offense in place. I'm sure they don't know much about it. Yeah, but Franz coming back will definitely just his off ball movement will just it just I don't know it just makes everyone better. Yeah, it creates more opportunities for other people to score. Like there wasn't anyone cutting off the ball. It didn't seem like this game. It it opens more lanes for everyone to operate. And and I did want to see Paolo get like more. I mean, he got a lot of touches in the first quarter. I think it's like the ball kept going to him, but then he just kept going into traffic. It looked like. Yeah, every time he make it made a move, it was like he's dribbling in to where everyone else is. Like they cleared out the left side of the court, he's going right. To clear out the right side, he goes left. <laughs> Which, I don't know if that's just... <laughs> I think he has to, the game has to slow down for him, like like every rookie. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's not going to be like the... I know Jabari had a great game. He's not going to be that type, though, to sit in the 
sit on the three and just shoot, catch and shoot. He's going to have to make a decision. He has to make plays. He has to handle the ball. He was playing point guard a little bit today. He was bringing the ball up the court. Like, he has so much more responsibilities in a new system. So I think it's going to take a little while for him to get accustomed to that. all that. But you can't really compare Jabari and Paolo because Jabari is going to be the third, fourth, fifth option at times. Yeah. Paolo is always going to be, at worst, number three, usually one or two. So he's going to have, like you said, a lot more responsibility. He's going to be handling the ball more. The defense is going to be a lot more focused on Paolo mm-hmm. than they are on Jabari Smith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's, it's going to be harder for him. He's not going to be as efficient of a shooter. But that's just because he's on a whole different tier, like a different caliber of player. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I think once he plays with Fultz and Wagner, which is two of the more better decision makers, um, I think he'll find a spot. They'll find him better. Because, um, you know, Cole is not really a great facilitator. Neither is Suggs. Suggs could hit great passes, but he's not a great facilitator. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, Suggs sees. He has the vision. He just can't always make the play. Yeah, exactly. But even, like, just the fact that Franz in Eurobasket was shooting nearly 50% from three. Mm-hmm. Having a, a shooter like that on the court with you can change so much. And then, like you said, with Markel. Markel knows how to run an offense. He knows how to control the game. So that's having those two guys will be a world of difference. Exactly. No, I definitely agree. Um, let's talk about someone who I actually had a lot of hope for in this game. I thought he was about to come out swinging, Bol Bol. Um, you're not a big fan of Bol Bol. I still think he has potential. It, today, he just looked slow. He looked like he didn't know where to be in offense. Um, his defense, he looks like he bites a lot. But I think with playing like everyone else, this is their first game. They've only had a couple practices together. I think with time, they'll look better. I've just never understood the bowl ball hype. Like, yeah, it's nice that you have a 7-2 guy that can dribble and can shoot. But in reality, how is he getting these, these shots off? Which we saw today, he didn't take many jumpers because he can't create that separation. And then when he does have space, the amount of time it takes for him to bring the ball from his waist up <laughs> over his head, the defender's already in his chest. So it's just, I don't understand. I think it's because he's playing with like two big men though. I think like, you know how Bamba usually catches it? He picks and then he pops out to the three. I think that's something Bowl would do. But since Bamba's there, Bowl just has to kind of sit on the perimeter. He gets a pass from RJ with like 10 seconds left. He has to do something with it. That's not his role. I don't think that's his role. No, but the way that they talk about him, like in all those interviews, T. Ross, Wendell, they're mm-hmm. speaking as if that is his role. Like, you can give him the ball. He can make those plays. Like, what did Terrence Ross say? He's a freak. He's, no one's ever, we've never seen anyone play like this before. Yeah, but but he just came back from being hurt too. He hasn't played, he's barely played any NBA minutes. So you could tell he's a little slow out there. He doesn't know exactly where to be. Um, like I said, he just I think he needs more game reps. Um, I would say during halfway through the season, we'll reevaluate him again to see if he's actually catching on or if he's actually not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he's like trash. I do believe he's an NBA player. I just don't see any star potential. I don't really see starter potential either. So you don't see him being a better Bamba? No, I'm like they were saying he's the best shooter of the bigs. I, not they, Wendell said that. I can't see. Mo Bamba is a very good set three-point shooter. Yes. I think he was our second highest three-point shooter last year, percentage-wise. I can't see Bull shooting better than that. He's not a better shot blocker than Mo. He's not a better shot blocker than Isaac. But you can't say that all off of one game. We've seen Mamba what, so seen, many times. We've seen, only seen Bull a couple times, a couple seen minutes. Him here at and Oregon, there. I've seen him on Denver. <laughs> at Oregon, he was a beast. 
I know, but I just don't see like all this, all the hype. You don't see the hoopla. Like I said, he's a decent player. He deserves rotation minutes. But so okay, so you do think he deserves rotation minutes, even when I if Isaac comes back with Bamba with Franz. If Isaac is playing like he was in the bubble before he got injured, then I can't see Bull getting, Bull getting minutes. many minutes. Not not over Bamba. Bamba is just the fact that Bamba is such a proven shooter. Bull would have to prove that he can shoot at that clip for me. Yeah, I guess it's just a. He must be busting ass in practice, though. You don't. Think? That happens a lot, though. I mean, you always every preseason, you, we're all waiting for that first those first interviews after the yeah. first practice mm-hmm. to find out who's impressed the most, who's doing the best. And there's always every every year you hear so and so is just killing everybody, exactly. and then the season starts and. They look just like they did the year before. T. Ross said the same thing about Suggs. Said he looks like he's he's been most impressed by Suggs, uh, and we didn't really see much today. But most unimpressed today. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm hoping, man, with with more game reps. I don't. I'm trying so hard not to come with come to any conclusions off of one game. We didn't have a full training camp. Our two starters are out, so I'm trying to take it with a grain of salt, like you said earlier. No, that's also facts. I mean, I I can't obviously everything I'm saying today is not definitive. It's not. That's not going to be my mindset going through the entire season. That's just yeah. based off of this one game that I saw. That's what I observed. But, of course, the, the next game could be a whole 180. Exactly. Who's, could, our, who's our next opponent? We play San Antonio on Thursday. Okay. I in thought San it was Antonio. Okay. Hopefully, so, do you think Fultz comes back during the preseason or you think after the season? I think if we're lucky, we'll see him opening night in Detroit. But I don't think that's really realistic. He said if it's up to him, he's he out there. Well, I mean, Isaac said the same thing last year, and we haven't seen him. Still. <laughs> it's, it's kind of frustrating, right? Like, when do you hold the front office? Like, of course, they've made great decisions, but it's kind of frustrating. Like, okay, they, they said they're good to go. How, how? I guess the doctors? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just, like, as fans, you want to know what's mm-hmm. going on. Like, we don't deserve any type of... Just, we don't. Not, they're not obligated to tell us. Yeah. And who knows if the players don't want to say anything either. They don't want to get fans' hopes up. So it's probably... We're also not obligated to watch and buy tickets. That's um, a fact. <laughs> Knicks fans. But, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to know more. Like, why is are all your players saying they're good to go, but you're not you're holding them out? Yeah, exactly. But it is like like retired players always say, sometimes you got to protect the players from themselves. Yeah, that's they, true. They might think they're good. They might feel that they're good. But these doctors, they've been around the league for years, and they know they've let they've probably themselves let someone else come back too early. Isaac in the bubble, (laughs) yeah. So they just know from prior experiences. You might think you're ready, but you're really not. It's funny because I remember. I feel like um, what's his name, Jamal Murray, got hurt in the bubble as well, like Isaac did, right? I'm pretty sure. And he's had the same kind of, and he hasn't been injured after that, and he's been out as long as Isaac has, and nobody really talks about that injury, like how they talk about Isaac is finished and told they're like, when Jamal comes back, he's gonna lead the Denver Nuggets to he's gonna be all right. Same injury? Was it the same injury? Not sure. I believe they're both ACL. Yeah, so sorry if we're wrong, but I believe it's the same injury. Um but it's just funny that nobody talks about that injury. Well, like I think how they talk the about difference is Isaac's off court I don't want to say antics, but you know yeah. the That and he's never really stayed on the court. Jamal's been on the court a lot before he yeah, got Isaac. Injured. Since he's been drafted, I think he's had one healthy season, mm-hmm. which he played at seventy something games, almost deep boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what did you think about a rookie though? Not Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, so like I said, it's kind of what you'd expect from Paolo. His, his first game in the NBA, he's the number one pick, so he has the target on his back. I'm pretty sure the scouting report for the, the Grizzlies were all on him, it most likely. Trap double team every time he catches the ball. Yeah. Which is why he kept spinning into those double teams, because that was the Grizzlies' game plan, yep. was to force him into those. Mm-hmm. And he fell for it, which you and expect it, from a rookie. And the Grizzlies aren't a bad team. Like, they're a great team, so... Yeah, all I mean, of this, all of this stuff is just was a recipe for a kind of loss like this. It just kind of hurts a little bit because we've been hearing so much good things in, in training camp and all that. You expect to come out and see more effort, more better passing, better shots. But I mean, it's preseason at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at what I saw. It was the first game. Now, if the second, third, fourth games are just like this, then that's <laughs> a different story. But you expect to see improvements every single game. Yeah, I'm waiting till the last preseason game. That's like what they call the dress rehearsal. Yeah. So it's like the this is what it's gonna be. This is what minutes you're gonna get. This is how you're gonna well, until Fultz comes back, obviously. But that's what I'm most looking forward to to see how they respond to that. I was actually impressed by um Mo Morris, Franz's brother. <laughs> yeah, he he knocked out a couple shots, got some charges. He came in firing and yeah. he seemed to be I don't want to say he looked more comfortable because he's always looked comfortable, but he seems to be commanding the floor more. Yeah. It could be who he was on the court with, which is a bunch of players I'd never heard of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Simpson. Why did they play Simpson over Kennedy? Why is Simpson on the roster? <laughs> That's He's honestly one of the worst like summer league signings we've had in a while. Yeah. like I don't understand why they played him over Kennedy. We summer needed shooting. Preseason. Yeah. Summer league. We needed shooting. Kennedy, that's what Kennedy brings. I'm pretty sure Simpson just does his sky hooks. I don't think he does that from three. <laughs> and he was on the court at times with RJ, who was running point a lot or yeah. just controlling the game. Yeah, sometimes you got to question. I don't know if Moses just throwing shit, throwing, sorry, throwing <laughs> stuff out there, <laughs> but it just that's what it seemed like. It's preseason. It's preseason. So. That's what we got to come. Everybody, all Magic fans, we just got to, at the end of the day, we just got to say, hey, it's preseason. First game of preseason. Let's breathe. It'll get better, hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> and we just got to stick through it. I think we have a good core. I think Paolo's going to figure it out soon. Once the game kind of slows down for him, I know it's going to take a little while for him. But like the interview said, I think I forgot who said it. Someone said that he's just been picking up things really quickly. Like he already knows all the lingo from the from the sets and the plays. So I'm hoping he's, he's a quick learner and he just gets his feet wet quickly. Yeah, his rookie season, it was his first official NBA game, and it wasn't even an actual game, it was yeah. a practice game, but I'm not worried about Paolo. From what I saw, I mean, that dunk. That dunk was <laughs> that dunk was nice. That's something that you expect from like a fourth-year veteran who has put work into his body. Exactly. He took the whole team to the rim. And he didn't load up or anything. He just, he just I thought he was just going to go lay it up. He didn't like explode nothing. He just came out of nowhere. That he might get fouled. Yeah. Speaking of... That mo- that weight that Mo put on, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that, that layup. That lay- when Wendell passed to him while he was cutting, he got the N one, finished with a layup. Mo last year would have been on the ground. <laughs> he would have been, and if he wasn't on the ground, he wouldn't have made the layup. Yeah. So I was impressed twice in one play. Yeah, Mo. By the fact yeah. that he actually the weight that he put on is actually he converted into strength. It's helping him. And then the fact that he had the touch at the rim to finish. I was just like... How much blocks did he get? Let me see. He had a couple of good blocks this game, too. Three. three. Yeah, he had some nice transition block. Not transition, but what do you call it? When you come over off rotation. the Rotation. Yeah, rotation blocks today. 
very Isaac esque. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one thing. Um, Isaac, I wouldn't, I don't want to call him a block hunter. Like he was looking for blocks, but Isaac will rotate and get that weak side block when you least expect it. And what made him the depoy candidate is that if he, if like the person saw the block coming and dumped it off, Isaac would still be there yeah, he for the next person. For, that was it. The, was crazy. His second jump. He just has great timing, and it's just natural. It's just natural for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what this team does. Um, we do have that. What do you What do you think about the next game? You got a dub. You, you think we're gonna get blown out? You think we're gonna blow them out? You think Paolo's going off? Bobo got thirty. If we play everyone like we did this game, including Franz next game, then I think we should win that one. Like the Spurs' intentions are not to, to win, to be bad. Yeah, exactly, and I think. I don't think Pop cares as much right now. <laughs> he, and I think we have more to gain from this game. So hopefully we learn all of our plays, do more more sets and stuff like that to get on-ball reps. I think you'll definitely learn more losing to a team like the Grizzlies than even playing just, just playing a team like the Spurs. Like yeah. The Grizzlies were the number two seed in the West last mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. They were, It was a second-round exit, but they got to the playoffs. They won a series. And they basically what we want to be this season. They are a young team. They took that that step forward, which it might take us a little bit longer to get to that step, but that's what we're ultimately trying to do. Exactly. No, no, I definitely agree. And it was a it was a packed house tonight, so that I think that helps as well, like the environment. And you know, the Grizzlies talk a lot of smack. <laughs> yeah. So the Magic, I think they kept their cool. They didn't really seem too agitated. I mean, they they kept turning it over, but it didn't look like it was off of frustration. It was more so they didn't understand sets. Yeah, and it was stuff. just we were just unorganized. Yeah. Yep. Hey, it is what it is. There's always next game. So you're calling a dub next game? Yeah, I think we'll win. Okay. I'm going to go with the dub as well. Do you think Paolo bounces back? I mean, he didn't. Really, he had eight points, four for four from the free throw line, two for nine from the field, zero from two, zero for two from three. Yeah, uh, I think he'll shoot better. I think so too. Especially if we have like Franz doing the decision-making as well once he comes back. Hopefully he does. I think overall we'll shoot better. Memphis was one of the better defensive teams last season. Yeah, that's true. Even without Jaron Jackson, they still have all the fundamentals in place. So That's true. And we couldn't – it's hard to keep up with Ja. So. And being guarded by Dylan Brooks, who's one of the better defenders in the NBA. He's not one of the best, but he is one yeah. of the better. Mm-hmm. For your first game, like Paolo did all right. Yeah, I was expecting to see more mid-range pull-ups because that's like it seems like that's his bread and butter. Or some turnaway fadeaways. He didn't do any of those. It looked like his focus was just getting to the rim. Yeah. But they just kept cutting it off, which is something he's going to have to learn. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to have counters. When they stop your first option, you got to have a second. They yep. stop that one, you got to have a third. Yep. And then he looked like he was trying to get everyone involved, too. He was making some passes. Some of them got picked off, but you like to see the vision. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not mad at it. But yeah, I think I think that's enough for to, for tonight. I think that preseason game, that's what it was, a preseason game, an exhibition game. There was no real stakes. Memphis was just kind of jogging up and down the court, hitting shots like they usually do. Jaw was having fun. That's that's just that seems like to have fun. Yeah, and we were just like in school, basically trying to learn everything on the first day. Um, so I think we'll be fine. Um, we'll be back uh, maybe after the Spurs game. Yeah, come back with a reaction if if this one's better. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, the result is different, and hopefully, our everyone performs better. For for sure, and we just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, we're up to twelve hundred followers on Twitter. Couldn't have done that without you. I know I said there's going to be video. Um, we actually uh, played around that played around with that today. 
had a couple technical issues, but it's going to be coming soon. Um, so be be on the look for that. Devante, you got any announcements? Anything? No, I'm mean just I'm just looking forward to Thursday. Hopefully, we get a win. Yeah, it felt good to say it was a game day today. So yeah, I mean, I'm still excited. Me too. Just as excited as I was before the game. Yeah. So I hope you guys like the game. Hope you guys like the podcast. If you liked it, just please subscribe, um, like it, give us a comment on Apple on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff, and we'll be on YouTube. I'll probably post a link to our YouTube before we post the video, so you can subscribe there. So when we do drop the video, it's easier for you guys to just see it on your timeline, basically of YouTube. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, we'll be back on Thursday, most likely. And y'all have a great night or morning if you're listening to this tomorrow. And that is not another magic pod with Josh and co-host Devante. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>